Welcome to the Family Mission Podcast. So glad you're joining us in the conversation here today. And I am so excited that today we have a special guest here to join the conversation, Pastor Eric Presgrove. Welcome today. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm honored. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We are having a blast. Our family here, uh, we're actually coming to you from their home, kind of on location remotely here today. So it might sound a little bit different, you know, the background and so forth. But it's because we're here in his home and he's just opened his home to our family all this week. We're doing a family mission uh, conference at his church. Uh, It's Crosswalk Church here in the Fort Worth area of Texas. And it's called... uh, Haltom City. Yes, Haltom City. I'm saying that right. So, um, Pastor Eric, just uh, tell our audience just a little bit about yourself, and then we'll maybe get into a conversation here. Yeah, so my name is Eric Pressgrove, and my lovely wife is Michelle Pressgrove. We um, founded Crosswalk Church in 2011, mm-hmm. and um, we're just we're just happy. <laughs> we're just happy to be serving the Lord in, in whatever capacity that looks like. Amen. Well, you know, their, their testimony is really powerful. And, uh, you know, that's what God gives us. He gives us a testimony because when we, uh, and you're probably getting to hear uh, Moses in the background. I don't know if you can catch that on the mic or not, but uh, they have a beautiful Doberman named Moses. Yeah. And, uh, man. He, he keeps the place safe. He keeps the place safe. <laughs> <laughs> but man, he loves attention. I yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some of you got some favorite pets out there. But uh, hey, let me, before we get even further into this, we're going to pick up the testimony in just a minute. But let me encourage you, if you're listening today, you know, we want to hear from you. We want you to be in touch with us. One of the best ways, if you don't have our, our cell phones, is to just send us an email. Uh, you can email us at spellmanministries at gmail.com. And uh, give us some feedback about the podcast itself. Um, Give us your testimonies. We're talking about testimonies. Give us your testimonies. And certainly we welcome prayer requests. We want to be praying with you, praying for you. So send your prayer request. And if you have questions, something you'd like to say, hey, let's talk about this. This is something that we're dealing with in our home, something we're dealing with in our family. Um, What's the word of God say about this? What's What's a path of faith? that we could take in this issue, you know, uh, just email us those questions, Spelman ministries at gmail.com. But back to testimony, you know, um, testimony is such a powerful witness for Christ. And, uh, and you and Michelle have such a powerful testimony of what Christ has done in your life. Um, in fact, if you missed it, um, I don't know who's listening here today to this particular podcast, but, um, I just had pastor Eric on the marksman podcast and so I'm giving you special permission, ladies, to tune in to the Marksman podcast because, again, what things that we talked about on there was amazing. I told Pastor Eric while I had, you know, we were here in your home that we wanted to do a couple podcasts. And so I had him on the Marksman podcast. So make sure you check it out this week's episode of Marksman. But, you know, again, we were just talking about the power of a testimony and that, um, you know, it really is a witness for who Christ is because we didn't embrace a theology. Mm. We embraced a man. Yes, we did. Mm. You know, we embraced, embraced a man that loved us enough to lay down his life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just love is who this man is. Yes. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And, you know, this man, it, it, he cares about our home. He, he is our Savior. He is our Lord. And... Uh, I just wanted to have Pastor Eric, just with all that God's done in his life, all that we've been kind of conversing about in our time here, 
I just wanted him to kind of just share from his heart with you, uh, our listeners here, Family Mission. And so uh, just open your hearts here. And uh, Pastor Eric, whatever you have in your heart, however you want to lead it, you know, lead into this, let's just continue our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've been talking about declarations and, you know, one of the ways that we declare God's goodness is through our mm. our testimony. So good. And I, I was meditating on this scripture out of Proverbs 18. It's a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. And as I was thinking about that, I was just thinking, oh, Lord, mm. show me what, what all that means. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, we, we've heard death and life are in the power of the tongue and that's the very scripture and but it's one thing to hear about it and it's another thing to experience it especially when we experience it through the eyes of the lord yeah through the author of it you know when you know i heard somebody say one time they say it's one thing to know the 23rd psalm but it's another thing to know the shepherd you know and so and, and as i was meditating on this and just kind of opening my heart up the lord he told me to go to john chapter four mm-hmm. and so i went over there and Obviously, I remembered how Jesus said that, you know, it's the, the words that I speak, they shall uh, spring up into a fount of everlasting yeah. life. But as I started reading that, that, um, that conversation that Jesus had with her, there were just so many things that God brought out in that instance. And um, I guess I said all that to say that your declarations, you're not just declaring something uh, like, let's say I was declaring that Proverbs 18, mm-hmm. it led to something so much bigger uh, uh, b- because his words are life mm-hmm. and, and they are spirit. Well, you mean it started a conversation? It started a conversation. The word started a conversation. Yes. My, my, my. Amen. And, and so if, if you've ever felt like, you know, God doesn't speak to me, um, mm-hmm. I don't hear God's voice and stuff like that, just start declaring the word. <laughs> Because when you start speaking the word out of your own mouth, you'll start hearing the word. Mm-hmm. And as you hear the word, it comes alive. Yeah. And then it gets active down on the <laughs> inside of you. And when it get, gets active, it starts cutting things up, you mm-hmm. know, good, good, good for things. the good. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But um, let's just jump right into this conversation that we had. Jesus knew he had to go to Samaria. And it, the Bible says in verse seven, it says a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink for his disciples had gone away to buy to buy food. Well, that that was so interesting to me because I realized that Jesus started this conversation. Amen. And it's it's no different today. God is looking for people to converse with. Yeah. You know, he's looking for relationship. Yeah. A, a relationship is when you enter into conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. You um, I heard somebody say intimacy is letting you see into me. Oh, my goodness. That's and, good. And so Jesus wanted this woman to see into him. My goodness. That, that's his whole purpose is to reveal himself to you. Yeah. And he does that by speaking to Amen. us. Amen. His sheep hear his voice. His sheep hear his voice. Ah, come on. <laughs> And so when he said, give me a drink to her, it, it, it opened this conversation. And the woman immediately said, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. You know, when me and Michelle got born again, we were, we were total heathens. Um, we weren't hypocrites because we didn't go to church. And, and so when God, he um, showed up in my life. I thought to myself, you know, why, why are you even considering me mm. a, a, a filthy, yeah. wretched man? 
you know and um anyway it was like he did he just came to me and and basically offered offered a better way of life mm-hmm. to me you know and and so don't let where you're at right now keep you from where god wants to take you to yeah if if you are bound up in sin right now or you are you know wayward from god mm-hmm. be of good cheer because he just wants to conversate with you yeah now let me ask about that and i know there's different ways god you know can come to a person reveal himself there's different ways god can start the conversation you know so to speak keeping it in those terms but just a little bit about your own testimony you and you and michelle or whatever portion of it you want to share how is it that he came to you how did he get the conversation you know obviously you were shocked that it would even be you that he would pick to even focus on or look at or notice. But so what was some of the things that he did? I mean, how was it that he began to get your attention? Well, I I had finally, um, my my addiction, I I was an alcoholic and my addiction had got me to a place where, I mean, I had lost everything. Okay. And so I was, I was in a very desperate situation. Mm -hmm. I I was kind of like this woman, you Mm -hmm. know, this, uh, her lifestyle had got her to where she was going to the well in the middle of the day. Uh, Okay. And so I was kind of at the well in the middle of the day when, (laughs) you know, I I didn't, I was in rehab. Um, Uh I didn't want to be there. Um, I wanted to be at work. I wanted to have my wife back and mm-hmm. all of those things that I had lost, I wanted. And and so, I, you know, I just said, God, if you really are real, I need you to show me. Wow. And I, I had I had kind of prayed that prayer for a few days, you know, because I, I knew I had heard enough over my life to know that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Yeah. I believed that. But I just didn't know him. Yeah. You know, and so as I as I prayed that prayer, um, one day in the middle of a unlikely scenario, he just he showed up and and when he did, he he just I, I knew at that moment he took out that heart of stone. I mean he just he really showed up mm-hmm. and showed me his love. Yeah. Um he, I just I knew that I was forgiven. Yeah. It it wasn't a I didn't go from a place of I just said, Lord, if you really are who you say you are, mm-hmm. I need you. Yeah. And when I did that, he showed up and, and he did. He, he began to put questions in my heart and mm-hmm. I would ask him questions. And as I asked him, he would answer me. Yeah. You know, um, and so I, I was very fortunate in the fact that I heard his voice immediately. Yeah. After getting born again. And yeah. yeah. But he's the one that found me. He found you. He found me. That's for sure. And I love that part of your testimony that. Um, you said, I always knew. In other words, at some point along the way, you had heard, you know, about who Jesus was. You'd, you'd seen a cross. You'd heard about the cross. And you'd maybe heard the simple gospel that Jesus died on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And while for years that lied like a dormant seed in your heart, it was a, it, it is the seed of truth. It is the seed of who God is, and it's the seed of his love. And so... I just feel like just maybe taking that one little point of your testimony and and just reaching out to somebody listening here today that you know you might have a uh, a son, a daughter, a family member, and they just seem like there's just no way they could ever come home in their heart. But there was something, you know, and it doesn't always have to be, you know, your circumstances. There's different ways the conversation can be picked up. There's different ways that God can connect with someone, and there's different ways that that seed can be watered and come alive. But, you know, people, if they've ever heard 
anything about Jesus, if they just even heard the name, mm. then that seed is there. Yes. And it might be dormant and it might lie dormant for years, but there'll come a time where maybe they'll take the next step in the conversation like you did and say, God, if you're really real, yeah. then I want to know you. I want to, I want out of this. I want change or whatever their heart cry would be in that moment. That's the power of the seed. That's, yeah. That who God is, who Christ is, what the cross means that, you know, simply put the cross is evidence that God has started a conversation and maybe a lot of people haven't picked it up. They haven't went any further with it, but God has made the first move. Yeah. And, and you know, for, for me, I, I think what was so, um, what was so compelling for me when, when God did show up out there, um, I said, Lord, you know, save me mm-hmm. is that when he showed up, I, I, he didn't show up with a bunch of rules, mm. you know, because all my life I had heard, Hey, if you're going to be a Christian, you got to do this. You got to do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I, I, I believed that. I mean, because the Christians I knew, they didn't act like I acted, <laughs> but, um, but they never told me how mm. to do all that. And, yeah. and so I was kind of, I was at a loss. But when he showed up, it was just like I knew mm. that he wasn't mad at me. Yeah. I, I knew that he wasn't holding my past against me. Yeah. Be, because the Bible says that the goodness of God leads men to repentance. Yeah. And the first opportunity that I got to hear somebody speak the word of God after that encounter with God, they preached on Romans 8, 1, that there is therefore <laughs> now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Wow. And, and, and so when I heard that, I thought, my God, he really does love me. Mm. You know, he doesn't love me because of uh, me keeping rules. He loves me because he created me. Yeah. (laughs) And he created me for a relationship, a relationship that is birthed and born out of love. Mm -hmm. You know, his, his eye for me was always there. Yeah. And and it wasn't until I connected with his eyes that things begin to change. in my life because I begin to learn how not to do certain things, you know, things that were putting me into prison Mm -hmm. and and all I did was just learn who he was. Yeah. And and as I learned who he was, he showed me who I was in him. Yeah. And it changed everything. Changed everything. I love how, and you brought up the story in John four about the woman, you know, because as their conversation continued, um, you know, the Lord eventually had to touch on something that was causing her a lot of pain. I yeah. Mean, like you said, she was there at the noontime, which was not the time to go get water. I mean, early morning, cool of the day, that's when all the other women came to the well. But here she is trying to avoid that, you know, maybe that condemnation. Condemnation. She's yeah. trying to avoid that. She wants relief from that. And here the Lord has to speak to her about what her situation is. He doesn't excuse it, He doesn't avoid it. He actually touches it he pokes it sure but it obviously was not from a a condemning place or a shaming place because when she ran to town she said come see a man i mean there was hope yes in her voice yes there was there was life and and you know i i think too there's so many points that that could be brought out with this with this story this is one of my favorite stories in the bible but but when jesus you know he said to her he said well let me just read it he says if you knew the gift of god and who it is who says to you give me a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water Mm. well she immediately said sir you have nothing to draw with 
And so when I heard that I could be a Christian, <laughs> and I would immediately look at my sinful nature mm-hmm. and say, there's no way. I can't quit yeah. drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so in essence, I was saying, Jesus, you don't have anything to draw with. <laughs> Uh, but but he is the well. He is the, I mean, he oh is the water. And so when he revealed so that to me, it, it was like um, every impossibility just became possible Be, because I, I didn't I wasn't reminded of my past anymore. Right. I was reminded that I have a future yeah. and that I have a hope and that it's a good future. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just knew that God's plans for me were good. Yeah. And the life that I had chosen to live that led to destruction, I have now found a way out in a man. <laughs> in a man. And his name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what Jesus was doing. He wanted to get her her attention off of her 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 circumstances that she mm-hmm. found herself in. Yeah. And that's what that's what he always does. He leads us to spiritual truths mm-hmm. that set us free from natural circumstances. Yeah. And so you know, and and she did this too. She said, Are you greater than our father Jacob? You know, my thought was, are you really greater than this addiction? Mm. You know, because this addiction has me in a prison that I can't stop. Yeah. And and he showed me he was greater than that addiction. <laughs> Praise oh, God. When Jesus you. set you free from an addiction, you are literally set free. free. Yeah. And um, you, you know how I knew that to be a, a fact? Because before that, I was always angry at people that could drink sociably. Oh. Well, when Jesus set me free, I had no more anger towards that because I, I didn't I didn't want to drink sociably. Mm. I didn't I didn't ever want to touch it again. Yeah, because I was free from it. Free, and so um, yeah, and the same thing happened with this woman. Yeah, I mean, my God, she got so set free <laughs> that she went before the whole town. She did. Uh, she was not going to be silenced. I mean, she went from from shame and hiding to speaking up speaking out i mean she i mean she made quite a stir in that town i mean you read the end of the story eventually uh quite a gathering came out of the town and gathered to him and and the report later on in the story in john 4 when they said you know um now we believe on him not just because of what you told us we've heard him for ourselves yes and so clearly she had she had talked all around town. She'd gotten, you know, her testimony, her experience with Jesus going all around town and enough so that a number of people came out. And I think that's so powerful, the shift, you know, we're we're kind of the Lord's kind of highlighting this element of testimony and what part it plays in advancing the gospel, bringing more people into the family that it has a place to where when we hear someone's testimony, it can give us hope. Absolutely. It can give us hope, but ultimately it's just to get them to Jesus. Amen. And once they get to Jesus, then they can hear him for themselves. Well, and the beauty of this story is if, if that woman had to come at noon Mm-hmm. To, to draw water. It was because everybody else knew the lifestyle that she lived. Yeah. And when she showed up to him and said, come and see a man that told me everything that I did and still showed me love. 
everybody that was caught up in hidden sin, mm. they felt this relief that if I go see this man who she assumes is the Messiah mm-hmm. and he's still going to show her love, <laughs> then he'll still show me love. love. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I want to encourage those of you out there right now that if you, if you are somebody that you love is caught in a hidden sin, it's, it's not the, the shaming them for that sin that's going to set them free, mm-hmm. but it's the fact that God knows about it and that even though they were sinners he still loves loves them and sent Christ to die for them yeah I mean that's the that's the most freeing thing Mm. that we could ever experience and that's that's something that revelation can radically change the atmosphere of a home yes you know because a lot of times um, I mean your home that's where people are probably going to know you the most you know the old uh, well, it's, it's one of the scriptures, one of the words of the prophet that a, a prophet is only without honor, you know, uh, among his own countrymen, among his own home. Um, Brother Hagen, my spiritual father, used to say kind of jokingly, but also it's a serious point that he said, what is an expert? Well, it's just a little spurt who's a long ways from home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so but see, that's funny on one hand, but it's also sad on another. And the fact is that there shouldn't be this dichotomy between who we are somewhere else and who we are at home. Absolutely. You know, there needs to be a consistency of who we are because Jesus had his disciples, men who eventually laid down their lives. Uh, some of them were, were crucified, some crucified upside down. Most all of them were tortured, um, but they were all martyrs, virtually all of them. All, you know, John wasn't, of course, but, uh, but uh, they were, most of them were martyred. And these men lived with him. Yeah. They weren't following him because they followed his YouTube channel or his his or they went to his temple meetings and his conferences. No, they were doing life with him. Yes. So he was not somebody different at home than he was, you know, in the meeting behind the pulpit, we might say, or as a, you know, whatever vocation, you know, who he was known to be in his reputation. You know, because whether you're a business person or you're a, a, a farmer or a fireman and, and, you know, you might be celebrated and honored, you know, in your vocation um, as a man or a woman, whatever. But then you come home if you have a, kind of a different experience. I mean, this is one of the passions of family mission is that God cares about the home mm-hmm. and he cares about the atmosphere of the home. And so we have to have this redemptive revelation of who God is and that when the Lord sees us, he's, he's not going to ignore our sin. Yeah. He may call it out. And so sometimes to keep a healthy home, you might have to have a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. As a husband and wife, you might have to have a hard conversation, but that doesn't mean it can't be redemptive. Sure. It doesn't mean it can't be focused on reconciliation and that when we look at it or we deal with it or we bring it up or we have to handle it, we can still have the very eyes of Jesus like he looked at her and said, woman, you know, this is, you know, you spoke well, you have no husband. You've actually had five and the one you're with is not, you know, so I mean, he brought it up. 
But she was so free by his words, not condemned. Yeah, because he brought it up in such a way where he said, this is why you're here drawing at, mid, at midday mm. when it's hot. Yeah. He said, but this living water that I'll give you, you can have water anywhere you want, <laughs> anytime you want. And, and, and I think that that is a symbol of freedom. Yeah. You, you know, he's saying that um, you, you've had these five husbands because you've been looking for this living water in those five husbands. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like I was looking for freedom in alcohol mm-hmm. because it would free me from, uh, you know, all of the weight or whatever I felt before. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel it during, but it kept me in this prison. Yeah. You know, it's like that song we were singing last night, though he's captured me, <laughs> I'm still free. Yeah. I mean, he's he's in, enslaved us in this love <laughs> that brings freedom. True. I mean, freedom. that's the that's the awesome thing about yeah. it. Oh my goodness! You know, uh, one of my life verses is Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, and if you read it in the Amplified, I love what it says. It says, "Where there is no vision, the people perish." But the Amplified says, "Where there is no redemptive revelation of God." People will cast off restraint. They'll they'll basically become hopeless, and, sure. and they they won't keep guiding their life towards a, a hope and a future, like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says. So one of the key things is just getting this redemptive revelation that that love will confront. Like in the very beginning, God came to Adam and Eve. He I mean he knew that he was going to have to have the conversation, and of course we all know how that went down. They ran, they hid, they they blamed, they covered. But he still came to them. He initiated the conversation. He came into the garden saying, where are you? Where are you? Mm. You know, you're, you're not here. You're not where we, we meet. You know, it wasn't because he didn't know where they were. Of course, he knew where they were. But he was he was reaching out to them. And I was wanting to pull up the scripture, Eric, because you mentioned it. Um, you kind of quoted it. But I'd like to give our listeners the address. It's in Romans 5. Um, where it talks about while we were yet sinners. And I think it's verse 10, uh, Romans 5, 10. I believe that's what it is. Let me grab it here. Because this is, this is you talk about a thermostat, you know, in your home, uh, setting the temperature, setting the atmosphere of your home. This is a powerful truth here. Uh, Romans 5, yeah, verse 10 well, let's start in verse 8 and get a run at it. Uh, Romans 5, 8, God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath or judgment, punishment through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we'll be saved by his life. And not only that, we're going to rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom now we have received the reconciliation. Hallelujah. You know, so there's that essence that even though he had to talk to this woman in, in light of some things that she was feeling, nothing but shame, nothing but separation. And he said, I want to come right into that same space mm-hmm. and I want you to feel acceptance. Yeah. I want you to feel love. I want you to feel forgiveness. He wasn't approving or excusing anything that she had mm-hmm. done wrong, but yet he was he was confronting those those lies yeah. of of shame and guilt and condemnation that somehow that you know are you greater than our father Jacob? I mean, I mean, 
you have nothing to draw with. You have nothing to work with here. He does have something to work with. There's, there's no situation too far gone. You know, as long as somebody still has breath, there's still hope. Yes. And uh, I don't know, maybe we can just take a minute and just, and let's, let's maybe pray for someone here that might feel like maybe it's, maybe not them personally, might be a loved one, someone they care about, that there's that temptation to feel hopeless, that temptation to feel, God, you have nothing to work with here. Yeah. There's really nothing left, and this is what the doctors are saying, or this is what the psychologists have said, or they might be locked up in a in an institution or something of some sort, and it could be just like this woman saying, "But Lord, you have nothing to draw with." Um, I tell you, this is I know as you're sharing this, I've never heard these portions of the story highlighted like that, and it's so funny because this is probably one of my favorite portions and passages but just hearing you share it eric has brought forth light and grace and a supply into my own heart and i know that if i'm feeling that somebody listening today they're feeling the same way and when you said and you made that comparison that somehow my life was like hers that you know god you don't have anything to work with here which is a lie yeah it's a lie um would you just speak to that speak over that pray over that whatever you're led to do but that is such a powerful truth that there is something for God yet to work with, no matter how hopeless someone might want to label it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Father, we, we just thank you for your goodness. And, and Lord, I thank you that your word is true, that it's the goodness of God that lead men to repentance, that lead men to a different way of thinking. Lord, I, I thank you right now that the goodness of God is released even now over the airways yes. to every every ear that's listening, that the goodness of God just begins to <laughs> enter in and that, that the things that they thought were too big for you, or maybe maybe they thought that you were able, but not, just not willing. Mm-hmm. Lord, I'm reminded that you are willing. <laughs> you are always willing. You are always willing. And so, Lord, I just thank you that there's no sin too big. Amen. There's no difficulty difficulty too hard. Nothing is impossible with God. That's right. And so, Lord, just release your goodness right now. Amen. And Lord, I thank you that their way of thinking begins to change, that they can be who you say that they are, that yes. they that they just like Abraham will not waver at the fact that his, his body was considered dead, that he, <laughs> there was no possible way they could have children. But yet he, he did not waver at the promises of God, but he just him who promised faithful faithful and so father i thank you that you, you said are you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or or hope and so lord i just pray that everyone out there right now get their hopes up yeah even those that are doing good lord mm-hmm. i thank you that their hope rises mm-hmm. that they say i may be here today but next week i'm going to be here Amen. because you're an ever increasing god ever you're a god that always moves forward you always come up higher. And so, Lord, I thank you that everyone listening is moving forward and coming up higher mm-hmm. because you're good. Yes. You're always good. And, Lord, every bit of despair right now, I, I curse it in Jesus' in name. Jesus and name. I speak life. I speak hope in mm-hmm. Jesus' name. In and, Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for it. We thank you that if there is anyone out there that doesn't know what to do next, that they will reach out. They'll reach out to the ways that Mark mm-hmm. put out there earlier. They'll email and they'll say, help me. Yeah. And Father, I thank you that you make everything that's needed available to them Amen. in Jesus' name. 
Amen. You know, uh, right at the latter part of your prayer, there's something really, uh, something further I'd like us to just talk just a short bit before we wrap today. Um, you said, even if things are going good, mm. you know, how that that's also another trap, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, we reach a level of success uh, in whatever area you want to talk about that, you know, that God wants us to be growing in. But that doesn't mean that's the end. It yeah. doesn't mean that's the lid. That's not the cap. Um, and sometimes that can also be a trap that holds us back from really going all the way God wants us to go is sometimes um, success becomes that lid, you know, because we reach a certain point or we get to a comfortable point in our marriage or we get to a, a comfortable point in our career um, or, you know, our our kids, you know, kind of grow up and you become em- empty nesters and your kids are out and, and they're grown. And they're starting families and, and, and things are going good. So in the natural, things could all seem very positive very good and from an outward measurement um, everything's good it's well and that's that's a point to be thankful it's a point to rejoice but I love what you said it's that's not the that's not the point to settle there's still more yes. there's still something God wants to do and to grow there's another chapter yet to be written and I I just felt like highlighting that because my spirit leaped when you were praying that and I felt like that was that needed to be um, just further highlighted and, and kind of underscored here for someone listening today that even if it's great, things are going awesome, then we rejoice with you. And the Bible says rejoice with them that rejoice when things are going good. But we also want to admonish you that, man, there's more. We go from glory more, yeah. to glory, from grace to grace, and from faith to faith. So um, that was really power. It just really leaped in my spirit. Is there anything further you want to speak into that or over that yeah and you know recently and i believe i shared this with you back then recently i was asking the lord about that because we are blessed mm. i mean um our lives are blessed and we've just been blessed by god and and i asked him i said lord um how do i keep from letting your blessing become a curse to me oh my goodness because there was just this um this place in my heart where I was wanting to want God more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want more of God. You know, Paul said, I, I press on to lay hold of that which Christ has laid hold of me. Uh, I press on towards the high call, which is to be conformed completely into his image. Amen. And so as I was kind of just going over this with the Lord, I, I just, th- th- this just came out of my mouth. It was that I'm going to give you grace to stay hungry in the land of plenty. (laughs) And and so I just speak that over. The Lord just was telling me that he was going to give me grace to stay hungry in the land of plenty. And so I just speak that over your life right now. If things are going great and and you're blessed beyond measure, just just know that God wants to give you grace Grace. to stay hungry. In the land of plenty. Yes. That's a powerful word. Amen. And I I believe it. (laughs) I mean, these are the greatest days to be alive. Yeah. We have to stay hungry. We've got to stay hungry. And there's grace to stay hungry in the land land of of plenty. plenty. Yes. What a powerful revelation. And, um... It's been a joy to have you as part of the conversation here today. And uh, before we went live, I actually was sharing with Pastor Eric that the first time we came and ministered at his church, it was a Sunday morning. And uh, 
Saturday night before we were making preparations, kind of praying over the upcoming day and the services, you know, exactly what we wanted to share and minister. And and I was just kind of uh, in that place of just kind of waiting on the Lord. And of course, at the end of the day, you want to you want to leave the service. Um, it's good to get a handshake and say, you know, good word, you know, <laughs> love the message. You know, it's good to hear those things and to have that handshake and so forth. Um, and it's good for the pastor to say, man, that was good. That really helped our church. Um, you know, you want to hear that. So I'm not, I'm not making light of any of that. But it's just like the Lord answered the real deep cry in my heart. And the cry was, but what in God's eyes is a win? I mean, yeah. How does how does God look at what happened that day and say, yeah, that was a good service? Mm-hmm. And uh, and he answered that for me, Eric. And and I, I know you know where I'm going with this, but I wanted to share it with our listeners today because that happened through relationship. That happened when we were here. God revealed that and that has marked our ministry from that time forward. You know, what are we aiming at? It's it's one of the reasons we started this podcast is because, and you've heard it many times on this podcast, that all we're trying to do is affect your conversation with God. Yes. Because that's what the Lord said to me that night. He says, well, a win for me, God speaking to my heart. He said, a win for me is if you affect their conversation with me. Yeah. You know, if at the end of the service or the series of meetings, whatever it is, if somehow something from those meetings, then they take that into prayer. They (laughs) take that into their own study of the word, their conversation with God, and somehow they take it into the secret place. And that begins to work in the conversation, not only with God, but then in the home. And they begin talking with their spouse. They begin talking with their children. And in other words, if you can affect their conversation, then God was telling me that's a win. Yeah. That's when he looks at the service and say, good service. Amen. You know, and, uh, and of course, if we can help others who are out in darkness, start a conversation with the Lord. That's, you know, soul winning, whatever you want to call it. You know, we're trying to help people connect. Yes. And I love what you highlighted in this story today. It really spoke to my heart. I know it spoke to many people today that there's really nothing to get in the way of that conversation. God's willing to start it mm-hmm. if we're willing to, to pick it up and, and, and talk. Um, and, you know, you had even asked me in a previous conversation, well, you know, what if somebody asked the question? Um, in fact, won't you ask that question right now? You'd, you had asked me about that. Well, what do we do if someone says, well, how do I know God's speaking to me? Yeah, or, or or the question of well, what if God's not initiating it yeah. for me? And and you know, I, I loved what you said. The answer that you said, you said, well, He did initiate it w- with yeah. us through the Word, through and, the Bible. And I have I have found that uh, I would say probably um, most hundred. <laughs> I would say most all the time, God speaks to me. It's through His Word, mm-hmm. you know. And so I would encourage any of you right now that you may not feel like God's speaking to you to just pick up the Bible. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, a lot of people will say, "Well, I don't understand it when I read it," mm-hmm. and things like that. And I get that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we were all there yeah. in the beginning, mm-hmm. and, and that's because this is a journey that we're on. And so I would just encourage you to not try to read the whole thing at once, yeah. but just put, pick a book like yeah. John, Matthew, yeah. um, Ephesians, mm-hmm. any of those books and just take it, read it slowly. Yeah. And, and what did you say the, the other night? You said that someone used to say, Oh, Dr. Youngie Cho. Yeah. Dr. Youngie Cho would say, Holy Spirit, let's go read the word. Let's go. 
And so, you, you know, you can say that you can take those same things and make them yours. I mean, Amen. Holy Spirit, I, I need you to help me understand this. Yeah. But one thing I would encourage you not to do is to keep saying you don't understand it. Yeah. You know, the Bible says... It says that. It says, do not be unwise, mm-hmm. but understand what the will of the Lord is. It's saying, understand what the word of the Lord is, mm-hmm. you know, and do not be drunk with wine. Yeah. And then he goes on and says, but be filled with the spirit. And all of those, all of those answers come by you asking God. Mm-hmm. I mean, the woman said, sir, yeah. give me this water yeah. that I may not come here to drink again and draw mm-hmm. water. So, yeah, just ask him. Yeah, say, sir. Jesus, start the conversation. Give me a drink. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, our time goes so fast in a good conversation. That means you're just among good company. You're among family when the clock is not even an issue. But, hey, we do want to keep these podcasts at a certain place. Um, And so our time's up. We're just going to have to say uh, goodbye for now, but I hope you've enjoyed as much as we have having Pastor Eric here on the podcast. Again, if you missed the Marksman, if you didn't hear it, this week's Marksman podcast, uh, Pastor Eric was a guest on that. A uh, little bit different conversation on it. You won't want to miss it. So everybody, uh, guys, gals, all of you, go check out the Marksman from this week and and just enjoy what Pastor Eric shared from his heart during that conversation. And then, of course, today's. Make sure you share this uh, with your friends, your family. Um, we'd love to get the word out, get more people sitting at the table, you know, get more people in the conversation. And so you can connect with us um, on all the social media platforms. It's in the it's in the listing below on the podcast platform that you're tuned into. But we always like to mention you can connect with us on our website, SpelmanMinistries.org. Uh, you can click on resources there, free downloadable resources. You can find out what family mission, what the vision is all about, what's the mandate of family mission, what are the mission objectives. You can learn all about that. You can also sign up for a free devotional. Just give us your email. Every Monday you get a free uh, kind of conversation starter, basically, is what it's all about. Just to prompt a a conversation. So with all that being said, Pastor Eric Presgrove, thank you for being a part of today's conversation today. It was an honor. And thank you for all of you that have tuned into the podcast. Hope you'll share it with your friends and family. And we'll see you next time on Family Mission. 